At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line here on a Friday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a nice day. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Ocean City, New Jersey. Of course, the podcast. You can find it at GM Shuffle over at VSIN.com, wherever you download your podcast. And I know you spoke about this. On it, but we haven't got your take here on the Lombardi line, and that is Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski has called yeah. it, called it a career for a second time. Thirty-three year old wide receiver. I don't know if you saw your buddy Brian Baldinger had a great video that he tweeted about Gronkowski, saying he's the best because of his blocking ability, specifically in his prime where he was dominant. Um, I'll get to that in a second as far as his legacy. But your thoughts on Rob calling it a quit here, calling calling it quits you know, here. I, I kind of felt like, you know, his body has taken its toll. He's had a lot of injuries over his career. I think the rigors of trying to get prepared for the season, what I think he would come back because he is a free agent, so he doesn't go on any reserve retired list, right? The Bucks don't own his rights. So in week 10 of the season, if he wants to go back to the Bucks, he can do that without going through the waiver wire system, which is important. But I kind of feel like this is, you know, when Gronk got at the end, it, it's wear and tear on his body. And I agree with Baldy. He's, you know, he's a rare player. I think there was an era of football, Patrick, that I wrote about in the new book that had a lot of these tight ends that are more Gronkish than we can remember. You know, it's Christopher Russo on, on, uh, on first take the other day had uh, put his best tight end tight end quarterback combinations up there and he got ripped for putting he got killed for putting Ron Kramer and Bart Starr as the fourth <laughs> best. Well, Ron Kramer was really He's a good great. player. If anybody yeah. spends five seconds and researches the great Ron Kramer from Michigan 
and from Detroit and what he was able to accomplish in his career at Michigan playing for the you know with the Grove Trotters playing NBA basketball and playing for the Packers and only getting traded to Detroit because he was having marital issues and he wanted to be closer to home this is the era that we lived in but he was very gronkish in the way he played. So was John Mackey, shorter but similar. But the game was different, and Gronk played at the right time. And same with Dicka. These guys are true tight ends. Like, I don't, it's like, I think Travis Kelsey's a fabulous player. I think he's fabulous, but he's a big receiver. They call him a tight end. It's almost unfair that he's called a tight end because it cheats him in his payroll. But he's more of a receiver. He can block a little bit of the edge. But these guys like Gronk and Mackey and Dicka and Dave Casper, those guys are blocking at the point of attack against big defensive ends and winning. And I think that's where Gronk gains an advantage over a lot of people. Where would you put Tony Gonzalez in that conversation? He has to be up there. Now, Tony was truly one of the first Fs. Right, He was truly one of the first Fs. And what does an F mean? So back in the day in the 50s and 60s, there were two backs in the backfield. One was a fullback, one was a halfback. Now, so we understand this. The fullback and the halfback were as important to the offense as anything. Jim Brown was the third running back picked in his draft, six overall. He listed as a fullback. You don't think of Jim Brown as a fullback, but back then he was. He was called a fullback. So a two-back team, you know, that's what when the game changed to a one-back scheme where they motioned the guy across who became the F, the third receiver, but he also could block. Gonzalez was perfect for that. And with Jason Dunn as the Y on the line in Kansas City, allowed it allowed Gonzalez to not have to beat up his body and block the point of attack, and he could get into the route. So he was a combination of Kelsey before Kelsey, but also could do some perimeter blocking. So, you know, he's in the top. He's in the top because he's so dynamic. All these guys, whether it's Ron Kramer or Gonzalez, they played on the basketball court. I mean, Ron Kramer was a legitimate basketball player, played for the, played for the Rochester team in the NBA. Yeah, dog, dog always gets crushed for bringing the old school players up. But as your book but will show many, it. as your your yeah. book will show your your book will shine a light on that. Let's be let's be clear about that. I mean, well, they have to get respected. I mean, just because you were born in the wrong era doesn't mean you were not a good player. Like Ron Kramer today would be one of the best players in the league if he was able to play. Great hands, could get down the field. They didn't throw the ball to him. Nobody threw the ball. You know, it's John Mackey. You know, if you ask any of those Colt players, you know, what made it all go, they would all tell you Mackey, not Raymond Barry. I'm sure you've heard the rumors that uh, a simple phone call from Tom Brady in season could get the 33-year-old tight end to yeah. unretire again. Uh, your thoughts on that? I, I could see it happening, especially if it's, you know, five, six games and then playoffs, right? I, I could see that. I could see that coming. I don't think it's probable, but I think the problem is it looks good on paper to us fans. But as an executive and as a coach, when you haven't practiced football and you haven't done anything and all of a sudden you haven't trained every day to go out there, you're more susceptible to injury. I think it's risky. I really do. I, I wouldn't advise it. You know, I, I don't think it's really good. And he's 33. He's had a multitude of injuries. Remember, coming out of Arizona, the injuries were the concern, right? Walk us yep, through no the drafting. Back. Walk Specifically us through, yeah, the and that's bad. Walk us through the drafting of Rob Gronkowski. Well, as as a sophomore, he was a, a bona fide first round player. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody thought he was going to go early in the draft, and he was everything you wanted a tight end. Then the injuries, and the doctors gave him a medical grade, which pushed him down. 
Now, how far he would have gone down if the Patriots didn't pick him, I don't know. But I think that was the issue. It was clearly all about the the, the medical and and not being able to with the back and the and the layers of injuries that he also contained. So all of a sudden, you've got a guy that doesn't have durabilities and he's got an injury sheet that's fairly significant. Like, wait a minute, that that's not a good situation for us. He uh, the back injury. It's like. I, I would imagine you weigh that even more heavily for a big like that. And just backs in general yeah, no are so finicky. You never know what you're getting with a back injury. I mean, you could be out fishing one day and hurt your back. Mm. You know, I mean, just think about that. How what what risk was Ben Simmons doing on that boat, taking extreme risk with his back the way it was off the operating table? I mean, it's I mean, I'm I'm kidding about it, but it's the truth. Your back is, you know, like 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 uh, like the great Paulie Walnut said. Who knows when it comes to backs, right? It's hard. But when you're an offense, when you're an offensive lineman or a tight end, and you have back issues, stay away. I mean, that's one of the unwritten rules in scouting. If a guy's got back issues, it's probably not going to help itself through the draft. Do you know him very well personally. Was he misunderstood in any way, Rob oh, yeah. Gronkowski? Yeah. Way smarter than he, people want him to be. You know, he plays the Gronk role. It, it, he's really a smart. He's calculating. He knows what he's doing. And he kind of gets away with it. And he would always have fun with Brian Dayball. Like if Brian would like think he wasn't paying attention and Gronk would say, well, ask me. I'll answer the question. Like he was really smart. I mean, he knew what to do. And, and he was a competitor. Now, the, what's interesting about going to Tampa is Gronk hates heat. You know, it, it's funny. We don't talk about this enough. I mentioned this on my podcast last week. Like Amari Cooper. One of the things about Amari Cooper is he hates cold weather. One of the reasons in Dallas that he missed games late in the year is he hated cold weather. Now he's playing in Cleveland. We'll see how that works out. But Gronk wasn't a – even though he went to U- University of Arizona, which is a hot place, he didn't really – his body kind of didn't adapt well to hot weather. So when he went to Tampa, I was a little worried about how he was going to make it through the whole year. Now maybe if he comes back in week 10 when the humidity and the heat is slower in Tampa, it'll work out for him. Well, I mean, it is true that he liked to have fun. I remember like 2016-ish when he rented a boat and had the Gronk party cruise, which yeah. was – I mean, it was basically him shirtless dancing to the chain smokers and uh, I would imagine some shenanigans. I mean, he liked to have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. No doubt. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, look, he did. And, and, and he was, look, he came to practice. He came to play. He was a model teammate. I mean, if you go back and read Belichick's commentary on him when he retired, when he left the Patriots, it was, it was all the glowing things about being a great teammate. And Gronk is a great teammate. I mean, he's willing to do whatever he needs to do to help the team. If that's blocked the point of attack. I mean, remember, he breaks his arm. He's the, he's the wing on the field goal, on the extra point team, field goal team. I mean, he'll do whatever he had to do. That was that was when he got his arm caught. I mean, it didn't look like much on tape, but he lost it. From a betting perspective, of course, this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. He certainly helped in that regard in the past. Uh, moving forward, I'm thinking Cameron Brait, the veteran, and others. What are they going to do to replace Gronkowski? Well, I think, you know, what, what, what comes to mind immediately when I saw this is Godwin and, and Gronk not there. That, that's a sense of where's Brady? Who's Brady trusting? You know, and where are they going to get production from their tight end position? Which, you know, I mean, I know Brait's a good player, but O.J. Howard's not there anymore either. 
So where are they going to get production from that? And if Godwin misses some time, you know, I could see it being, you know, Leonard Fournette going to be more involved in the passing game if they can do that. He's going to have to develop some chemistry with Tyler Johnson, the kid they drafted in the fifth round in 20. You know, Russell Gage they signed as a free agent. I mean, it's going to take him some time. Scotty Miller, you know, he kind of has a feel with Scotty Miller. But for Brady, it's all about trust. And he's got to feel really comfortable that the player – now, I know he trusts Brady, but they may not be a 12 team next year they may be more of an 11 team you said the the name that i would have told you was kyle pitts before kyle pitts was kyle pitts. oj howard i thought was an absolute he's now Me in too. buffalo right i thought oj howard was going to be like a hall of famer I from day one be, i thought he was going to be a grok because i thought because for me i'm an old school traditionalist tight end guy i want somebody who can block the point because if you can't like pitts then You've lost any advantage you have def- offensively because they just substitute and put a nickel in there. And so you no longer gain. If you can block and they have to play a seven-man front to you, and now you've got a matchup that you can win with. It's all about how do I create the matchup. And if you can only do one thing, and you, only, you know, Evan Ingram can't block at all, it's very challenging. So when you get a guy that can do both, which Howard kind of did at Alabama – yeah, I thought it was a good pick. I mean, he just never reached the potential that I thought he would. Maybe he could do it in Buffalo. We'll see. We'll put a bow on it. Was Gronk the goat? Was he in the end? Will he be the goat? I don't know if he'll be the goat, but I he's mean, there's there. a lot of guys. He's up there. There's a lot of guys in that category. I mean, look, the, you know, the great John Mackey. Watch him run with the football. There's some really great tight ends. All right, coming up next, we're going to have our boy, professional handicapper Mike Samich on to give us a prediction. Game five tonight, Stanley Cup final. Of course, the Avs lead the Lightning 3 to 1. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot, 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, Brent Musburger, thank you. And Brent, if you're paying attention, 19 bucks right now, summer special. We could probably get you, Mr. Musburger, a discount. The rest of you, it's only 19 bucks through July 31st. You're going to get everything we offer, including Point Spread Weekly, which is the Bible, essentially. Uh, also, Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets. He'll do the work for you. NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR. It's all there. vsin.com slash summer. It's under 20 bucks. Go check it out. vsin.com slash summer. Okay, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher here, and we're going to bring in our buddy, professional handicapper, RacingDudes.com. Mike Samich joins us. Mike's been all over the hockey so far. Of course, the Avs, Mike, on the verge of the Stanley Cup. This team is so much fun to watch. The question I have for you, after Kadri's, I guess, controversial winner there with too many men on the ice, John Cooper sounded like a dude that lost the series, not the game. You know what I mean? He seemed very dispirited. Let's get your take there to start. Yeah, that was an interesting play. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough situation. It's unfortunate the goal gets scored on that type of play, but you just can't call that. That happens nine, ten times a game in the NHL. Uh, And McKinnon didn't affect the play when he was coming off the ice. So it's it's just a kind of a tough break because by the letters of the law, it was too many men on the ice. But that just does not get called. And then to have John Cooper, who's very even-keeled, to clearly lose it a little bit in that post-game press conference, it's going to be interesting to see what type of uh, just energy you see Tampa Bay come out with here in Game 5 and also how Colorado is going to handle the expectation of them winning a Stanley Cup here on home ice. You know, I, I, first of all, I love John Cooper, not because he's a Hofstra graduate like myself, but because he's a great coach and he's an unbelievable leader. The more you read about him, yeah. the way he's been able to do things. I mean, you know, when he was in Green Bay, uh, way he was able to motivate that team, which led him to the job at the Lightning. So tell us, what do you think his strategy will be to kind of go into Colorado and continue the series? What does he have to do with his team 
to really make a difference and come away with a win? I think they have to really focus on two things. First off, you got to start hot. You got to talk to your team about how game four was actually the best game we've played this whole series. We dominated. The Tampa dominated that first period. It was unfortunate for them. They were only up one to nothing. They have a recipe that can actually compete with this Colorado team. That's what we saw in game three and game four after getting absolutely stomped in game two. So they made great adjustments there. The question is, can you get this team back up? And, and honestly, John Cooper is a great motivator. You mentioned it. He's got veterans on this, in this lineup. you got Pat Maroon, who's won back-to-back-to-back Stanley Cups. This team has made obviously won two straight Cups and made deep run again here. I expect they're going to bounce back very well. It's just it's the question of, are they able to compete with this high-flying Colorado team? And do they, they take the approach they took at home, where they opened their game up more and allowed their talent to shine through? Or are they going to take that approach they took in Colorado, where they were trying to win lower-scoring games that, that kind of backfired on them? You know, this is my favorite trivia. Michael, I don't know if you've heard this one. You might know it, but i got to bring it up. You mentioned John Cooper. You know who his very good friend is? Charles Barkley. Somehow wow. Charles Barkley I, and John I, Cooper became very good friends. I always like to drop I that could, nugget. Uh, I, well, I mean, Charles Barkley and Bill Belichick are good, for good friends. I mean, they talk all the time. No kidding. You would never think that, oh, yeah, you would never think those two would go together, but that's his guy. I mean, but Cooper is such a great motivator, and he's such a great thinker. And the way he's been able to, to, you know, like he started this whole platform this year, you know, are you ready for the challenge or can you, can you do it again for his team to, 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 to be a three-peat? So, I mean, my hat's off to him if he can, but I'm fascinated by him. I would love to spend some time with him. Yep, Mike Samich joining us, RacingDudes.com. Mike, you mentioned they played about as good as they could, and it was a deflating loss in overtime in Game 4. They're back to the elevation you see a big change. Essentially, it was even money on both teams in Game Four. Now you see the Avs laying a dollar ninety. Our updated price. This Game Five opened a dollar fifty-five. It's anywhere between a dollar seventy and a dollar ninety, depending on what book you're shopping at. And we've got a total of six. You could start with the side or total. Let's go ahead and attack this one. So let's start with the side, just because this is a drastic change from what we saw in Game One and Game Two. I mean, you were looking at the Avs as minus one fifty. You were getting nice pluses, plus one seventy, plus one eighty on the puck line, and now you're seeing this massive shift to minus one ninety. I think it actually might float up a little bit higher before game time. If it gets to Lightning plus one eighty, plus one ninety, I'm going to be a little tempted to take a piece of it. We t- I talked a little bit about how you know this is the toughest game to win, the clinching game in the Stanley Cup Finals. You got a team that has a ton of energy and, and wants to get it done here for the first time in their franchise's history. I don't think McCarr, I don't think McKinnon are going to be nervous. But Darcy Kemper, sure, could be nervous here, and that could be a big time problem for Colorado if he starts to give up some some lighter goals. So I may end up sprinkling something on the lightning here, but to me, the play is the over. The over six seems just too low right now, especially since you can get it even in a lot of places. Uh, Three of the four games have already gone over. If you look at the expected goals in game two, it was expected goals was 11 goals. We ended up getting eight in that game. Expected goals in game three was 7.5. That game looked like it was going to fly over midway through the second period when they were already at three. So I feel like the play here is the over because I think the avalanche was most likely affected by the nerves is the goalie. And if Tampa Bay decides, hey, we're going to open this up like we did in Tampa, where there were 72 and 76 shots on goal in those two games, then you could see an easy, easy game here. We're seeing like five to three, four to three. You could see even like a, a five to two score. I, I expect that you're going to see a higher scoring game here. And I, I think you can see goals, goals from both teams that really supports that over six. 
Mike, I'm a novice when it comes to hockey. I mean, I like to follow some of the coaches, but I don't know enough about the sport. So tell me how the impact of altitude will affect all those shots. I mean, do can they play at the same level that they played at Tampa in terms of the energy that they extend themselves with, you know, when they were in Tampa playing at sea level to now they're playing at a mile high? It's going to be tough. I mean, you're going to have to have shorter shifts. So you're going to want to look at, at 45 seconds to a minute at most shifts. The second period is, is really important because you do not want to get caught with that long change in your own zone for long shifts. And, and as you mentioned, Mike, one of the big issues here for Tampa, it seems like as they go deeper into these games, they are getting a little bit tired. If you look at that overtime, they're outchanced by six scoring chances and outshot by 10 shots. In that overtime in Game 4, you saw them come out with their hair on fire and Colorado slowly take more and more momentum as the game went on. That's something you could definitely see here as well. So it's a positive in-game situation where you see Tampa gets that first goal. Coming back and taking the avalanche around even money is probably a good play, especially if they start getting that motor rolling and they start getting that ice tilted downhill. Because uh, you've also got just a, a difference in games played here. I mean, the Lightning played a tough series against the Rangers before coming into this series. The avalanche were able to sweep past the Oilers. So you have a rest edge. And you, you talk about it in game one, is it rest versus rust? Once we get later in this series, and it's just the total games played that the Lightning have played over the past three seasons. This is the third time in the Roman Stanley Cup Finals. Tough series right before this. Fatigue definitely has to be something you take into account here. Samich is always coming with the mathematics. If I text him about horse racing or hockey, he just starts spending, sending back equations, Michael. And I'm like, dude, just give me the winner, okay? I don't need the equations. Uh, check this out. Also working against the Lightning in the three-peat, Mr. Samich and Mr. Lombardi. Is this any good? The abs are 59-13. and 13. Their last 72 at home as a favorite. 59 and 13 straight up. Their last 72 at home as a favorite. This is an uphill battle for a team that seemed dispirited after game four, Mike. You're going to have to see just a Herculean effort here from the Lightning, or you're going to have to see the Avs just come out tight. And those are really the two possible ways that this goes against the Avs. And like I said, you have like Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon who just don't seem like they're afraid of anything. They're willing to just go, go, go. They're almost too young in a way to understand the moment. And I think that's a huge positive for this Colorado team. Their depth is a big deal, too. They've got three lines that can absolutely steamroll you on your own side of the ice, make it impossible to get out of the zone. We've talked about the defensemen who just kind of keep coming and coming and coming and joining the rush. And when they get playing downhill, it is so hard to flip that around. And that's that's the biggest concern here for Tampa. You cannot let them start getting playing downhill. You can't have like, these minute and a half shifts in your own zone because if you have one or two of those in a row, all of a sudden, you're just dumping the puck in and getting off the ice, and they're skating right back up into your own zone with their next line, and it just kind of is this, this just snowball that starts rolling downhill. It's an avalanche, and they just keep shooting and shooting and shooting. Eventually, the puck makes its way into the net. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, down 3-1, you know, we saw this in the NBA. I mean, at some point, it just seems like such an uphill battle for Tampa. And But if they get this one, you know, when they go back down to Tampa, you got to feel like we will go yeah. 7 if they can. I, I totally agree with that. By the way, we're two for two on the show. Wes Reynolds also on the over six, along with Mike Samich. There has to be some regression for Darcy Kemper. I mean, he gave up that early goal in game four, and then, Mike, he stops 34 of 35 shots the rest of the way. I mean, Kemper's going to regress a little bit here, and Colorado has been so, so deadly on the power play. I, I, great points by both of you. First off, yeah, if they lose this game, if Colorado loses this game, game six is critical because you don't want to lose game five and game six and come back home for game seven just reeling as a team that's younger against a team with a ton of experience. So this, mm -hmm. is, this is a huge game for Colorado. They want to finish this tonight. 
And the power play has been probably the most defining thing in this series. We talked about it after game one. You've got a Colorado Avalanche team who is six for 13 on the man advantage. You've got a Tampa Bay Lightning team that is one for 13 with the man advantage in this series. That's a five goal advantage for, for Colorado. Tampa's recipe to win was to win special teams, and they are losing it in a big way. They need to win special teams tonight if they want to have any chance in this game. Okay. It's RacingDudes.com. Professional handicapper Mike Samich. He does a great job. Plus, he's always centered. Unlike Will Hill, when we line <laughs> him up on Skype, Kevin's happy because we have to always try to center our buddy Will Hill. Great job, Mike. Appreciate you. Have a Thanks, good day. Mike. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy the weekend. Will, Will always shows up like blue as well, doesn't he? Will's <laughs> yeah. the best. I freaking love that guy. He was texting me last night about something about the oh. programming. I can't even remember what it was at this point. But I mean, I've never seen an expert in all fields. I mean, this is amazing. The guy can cover anything. I'm sure he could get on a medical show and start talking medical stuff. You we, know, that's we, amazing. We could probably talk to him about, like, Boeing and air, and, and air flight, and he'd have an answer. When we come back, Josh is going to join us. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back here on a Friday, as my grandmother would say. We say hi, I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi out there, Ocean City, New Jersey, where I would imagine the weekend's going to be, well, as you would say, It's lit. already started. I mean, it's just like oh, you guys. Always... It's not stop partying for a dry island. It's the it's the biggest. It's basically no, they a do everything in their they do everything in their power to make sure there's alcohol on the island, and it, it's going to be a great weekend weather wise. So it's it, look, we're getting ready for the Fourth of July weekend. So it's awesome. Okay, there he is, and here comes our friend Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod. Veasan.com slash podcast. You can find them all there. Another opportunity, quick shout, Michael Lombardi's article on the Commanders, tremendous. Also, great job by Ben Fox explaining the consternation around the draft and different books. Let's start there, Josh. We haven't seen anything like this in a betting market in a while. Yeah, Patrick, Michael, great to be with you. And yeah, did anything happen last night? It was a pretty was quiet crazy. night, right? No, I mean, nothing was going on, right? Wild. But all jokes aside, guys, to me, I think there are some massive teachable moments, uh, you know, from last night to take away as a better. So definitely would steer a lot of people toward Ben Fox's article today. I think Ben did a fantastic job just recapping it. So, of course, what happened here, guys? You know, we went through the process where, of course, Jabari Smith was pretty much the odds-on favorite the entire time to be drafted one overall. But looking back on it, it was that Bancaro steam, you know, in the middle of nowhere, what was it, Wednesday night, you know, midnight, 1 a.m. Even when I was texting TG, he was saying, respect it better, keep loading, kept loading up on Bancaro. So we saw that obviously there was a sign toward Bancaro the, the night before, but then we wake up and Woj tweets out, you know, at 8.41 a.m., one, two, three, led by Smith number one. So to me, as a better, I took Woj's, and this is my mistake, guys. I taught, I took, I take Woj's tweets as gold. Like this to me is, and again, I, there's a long time ago. If you assume it makes an ASS out of you and me, maybe that was my problem there, of course. But I just didn't think Woj would tweet out something that was incorrect. Uh, so that to me was the, was really the gold standard of okay, this is a guy who's dialed in, who knows what's going on. Once his tweet came out, you saw a lot of books, you know, jump up as high as, you know, minus 10,000, you know, minus 1,000, huge numbers based on that tweet where Woj is moving the market. But then, guys, I think the big teachable moment, and we saw late, you know, 7.40 p.m., Woj tweets out, oh, Bancaro now under serious consideration. 7.42 p.m., emerges, uh, Bancaro emerges as a front runner. 7.55 p.m., five minutes before the draft, 
uh, Bankero is looming as the front runner. So once that happened, you did see a lot of these books, you know, move to Bankero, a minus 200 favorite. I think my biggest takeaways, guys, number one, I'm no longer trusting any kind of experts here when it comes to sports betting. I'm going to put the market over, obviously, the experts. And then also, I think the important thing here is waiting until the very last second to bet these lines because, you know, we have shows to do. We got to talk about what's going on at that time. But I think as a better, your best bet here is wait until the very last second because, again, even the word of gold that we thought was gold from experts can be wrong sometimes. The late movement was toward Bancaro. Obviously, if you took Bancaro at any kind of plus money number, you're feeling great today. For me as a Smith backer, that was a really, really tough one to swallow last night. You know, but I think you're right, though, Josh. I, I think you, we, we now have found out the hard way that, you know, that these guys are going to be wrong. They're not wrong all the time. And I think the percentages of going with them are going to far outweigh the percentages of going against them. And you've got to weigh it. I mean, I, you know, when he came out, and I've said this earlier on the show, I think Woj would have been a lot better to say, look, guys lied to me. You know, he lied to me, and I think that was the problem. But, you know, he didn't do that. He kind of tried to cover it up with the last hour, and then he kind of looks like now he looks like he was fudging along the way. So I'm with you. I think you got to dismiss it. you got to kind of say, okay, here it is. If the betting market is in compliance with them, great. If not, you better trust the betting market. If Woj had a flair for the dramatics, he would have looked into the camera and said, I got misled. I got hoodwinked. I got bamboozled. And I'm here to say right. it can happen to you. It can happen to me. It can happen to anybody. But this information that I got fed to me earlier today was in granite. This was correct. Somebody lied to me yeah, directly. I mean, like I said, I'm smoke like I said why, would, why would Orlando lie to him? Like, what was their motivation? Like, they had the first pick in the draft. Like, if you were put yourself in Woj's shoes, like, the, why would they lie to me? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I just signed a long-term contract with ESPN. We're going to have to do business again. Why would you lie to me on something that's really not liable about? Like, you don't have to deceive anybody. Like, like it, it made no sense. I mean, when you play it out, like, you got the first. If, if Orlando was the third pick, I get it. You don't want to give away your cards. But they had the first pick. And now you're gonna now you've made somebody who's an influencer really angry at you. It didn't make sense. So that's why when you played all those together, Josh, like I did in my head yesterday, I'm thinking that it, this is not good for the the magic to be lying. So I'm trusting Woj here. Yeah, Michael, I think it's a great point. And also, you know, Woj, I don't think, of course, you know, if that was me or you, Michael, I, I would be blasting whoever gave me the bad information, made me look terrible. But, you know, Woj has got to kind of, you know, toe this line here because, you know, if he goes back at the guy who gave him bad info, then maybe the next big trade or something, you know, they don't leak to Woj. So I kind of understand it. But again, takeaways here, guys, the betting market is more efficient and more believable and should be tracked better. Uh, and again, Michael, I think you're right. You know, out of the, you know, if there's 100 Woj bombs, he's going to get 99 right. But the one that he got wrong, again, proves that the betting market is sharper than what insiders are saying then also guys i think one takeaway you know even though i got you know smith wrong here obviously i think focusing on kind of the secondary market in some of these drafts is important because all day you know going into the draft it was who's going one two and three and this back and forth being carol smith but if you looked at some of these other bets that's to me where you could have made some money like looking at juice movement on the day of the draft i'll give you a couple examples ty ty washington you know he went into the draft day with an over under of 19 and a half juiced up minus 120 
by mid-afternoon yesterday, he was over 19.5, minus 200. So if you kind of followed that movement, had him over as kind of a faller here in the draft, you cashed that one. You know, Christian Braun being a first-round pick, he was minus 160 in the morning, minus 200 at night. So really, to me, you know, did pretty well with these juice plays uh, on these kind of draft positions that, again, no one's really looking at these unless you're kind of a, you know, a real grinder here when it comes to the draft. But that's another takeaway for me. Like, of course, we all want to start with the number one overall pick, but it's kind of these other bettables, these these over-unders, these matchups. You know, Johnny Davis going ahead, uh, you know, of who was it? I forgot who was head-to-head, um, but that one cashed as well. To me, focus on these smaller markets. And again, I will never trust Woj. Moving forward, Patrick. No, Woj needs to get a camera. He needs to get on TV today, Michael, and say, I yeah. want retribution. And I'm going to get restitution, retribution. I'm going to get all the shuns. And remember, the insider game, it's dirty. Remember your boy Adam Schefter was crawling around the hospital like he was an ER doctor trying to get the... the, Who who blew off his digits on July 4th? Who was that back in the day? JPP. Uh, Yeah, Paul, Paul... Pierre Paul, my man, dude, he was posting medical records. I don't even know if that's legal, but Schefter needed right. to be right. That's what I'm trying. The the, le- the just absolute gravity of these guys just identifying with being right is fascinating to me. You know, I, I mean, what I don't understand is, is if you're John Hammond, what is your play to lie to the guy? Like, what do you, what are you doing here? Like, because there's no way that you're you're you, you don't you don't need to deceive anybody. You know, and they're all leaking. I mean, one thing about Woj, go look at his phone. I, I mean, all he's got every GM cell phone on on there. I mean, and so does Shams. I mean, they're all leaking information. It's like if you got the number one pick and you're lying to an insider, it's like adding girls when you talk to your wife or girlfriend about who you were out with, right? You come home, you're just like, and the, it, she was there, yep. And it, it, just, it doesn't make sense unless there was – I don't think it was politicking in any way from – and Hammond's like known as the nicest guy ever. He's the GM down in Orlando. I, I don't know. But we do know he got hoodwinked, and he got hoodwinked bad. Um, and the reverberations, as, as Fox said, are going to be felt for a long time as far as the market. Again, you don't even need insider information, Josh. This is the point earlier. It's just a lot of people were doubling down on Ben Carroll last Saturday and around that time because he was 20, 25 to 1. At that point, you don't need to be a syndicate, and I should have been smarter about it. You're just betting based on the price. I think so too, Patrick. And again, give a shout out to Gil Alexander who kind of nailed it. You know, looking back on it, I, sh- I should have you know put a little more stock into just the the mispriced number there, Patrick. But uh, again, you know, twenty five to one, twenty to one. I think as betters, we're always searching for value, and those who jumped on Bancaro at a really good you know payout there are obviously feeling great. But again, I come back to the fact of you know there are people that we consider to have a word of gold, and when uh, they kind of you know get these things wrong, I think it really makes you see the light. Uh, and tell you and say to yourself, okay, you know, there are insiders who know everything, but sometimes, and, and I texted TG right after it went down, he had, uh, he got hit by a lot of those, those, uh, those big bets on Bancaro, you know, back to back to back late night. And I think he said, Hey, you know, the insiders are great, but there are people in the betting market who are connected, who know things that no one else knows. And again, whether that was leaked out from Hammond or someone who knew something, those who jumped on the good number of Bancaro feeling great. But to me, moving forward, guys, it's always going to be the market over what an insider says. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I think Woj's friends and family today are keeping their distance. Yeah, <laughs> just like, just, I, I just needed to, I just need a break. Uh, all right, Josh, got a minute left. Give me a baseball play today. I can bet, and give me a WNBA play. I can bet. I'm into the league now. 
<laughs> Love it, Patrick. So one play in the WNBA. I'm going over tonight. Liberty and Dream. This total open at 155 and a half. It's up to 157. We've seen these steam moves to the over, at least a point to the over. Uh, you've seen them cash around 60% this year. And also, Patrick, you look at uh, this team. Uh, you look at the, the both these uh, teams really rested. They haven't played since the 22nd, 21st. They're giving up 80 points a game. Dream are number three in pace. Short spread. Maybe you get overtime. It's only one point spread. So I'm going to go over in that one. And if you're looking for an MLB play, guys, really fishy one, pun intended. It, the Miami Marlins. You got 70% of bets on the Mets, but the line's going all Cantera. You open minus 115-ish, up to minus 130. We know Josh for so long now. Underneath the table, when he did the fish and Marlins, he did a fist pump. He, he liked that cheesy pun. Good job, Josh. Oh, yeah. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend, guys. Okay, you too, Josh. As the world turns, also known as the Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield market, we'll get an update, plus Kamara next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so you got a loyalty program over at BetMGM that can't be topped. It's the king of sports books. Unleash the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. So, this is pretty simple. Every time you make a bet at betmgm.com or through the app, you get points, and you can use those points to redeem them online bonuses or convert into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. It's that simple. It's a credit card. You make a bet, you get points. Um, just like a credit card, I should say. A valuable perks uh, loyalty program. 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling issue, it is 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. We welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Lombardi Line every Saturday and Sunday here on VSIN as well. So we'll be here bright and early. Bright and early, bushy-tailed, ready to go. Yeah. The uh, Kamara news. If you can say Kamara, I'll say Kamara. One of the two, but we do, we do know the NFL personal conduct policy provides at least, or calls for at least a six-game suspension for felony battery. Now, remember, he's, this is for what? Here in Vegas, right around the Pro Bowl, he and his boys, um, substantial bodily harm to an individual. It was on tape. And it looks like we are now hearing a six-game suspension is to be expected for Alvin Kamara. I don't know if then you try to plea it down to four, but it looks like he is going to get that six, which is huge for the Saints, Michael. Well, no doubt, especially, you know, the Saints as they try to get off. I mean, he's their, you know, now they've improved their offensive team. There's no denying that. But as they try to get off under Dennis Allen's, you know, regime with Pete Carmichael calling the plays, trying to get Jameis Winston into rhythm, I mean, he's a big part of it. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Mark Ingram to kind of come through for six games because they utilize him. I mean, here's a guy that averages, he led the league in, in you know, in 9.6 yards per reception last year for running backs. So you're getting a guy that's, you know, big part of the offense and, you want to kind of get off to the right start. I, I'm assuming that they're trying to get this to four games, but I don't know if they're going to be able to, to achieve that. And look, the season's long. We know that, right? So it's, you know, six games is what it is. It's, you know, it could happen. It treat it as an injury. But the reality of it is, is, you know, when you start out and you've got to play some of the better teams, I mean, you play Tampa in week two. You want to Kamara when you're playing Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you want them. You've got, you know, they open up with Atlanta, Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa, and Carolina. That's three divisional teams to start the season. And you got your best player not there. That That's going to hurt. Do you, do you consider this maybe a game of chicken, and that being the Baker-Carolina-Seattle situation that's popping up? Like, is this a game of chicken as far as who's going to bite and pay that cash for Baker? Well, we know this. You know, I, I truly believe that the Browns and the Panthers have a deal worked out. Now, I think there's a gap in the money, and so I think the Browns are going to pay some, and I think the Panthers will pay some, but I don't think that total totals up to what Baker's guaranteed. I think that's the delay. And now maybe Seattle comes in. Will they be willing to do this? It seems a little difficult for me because Seattle has proclaimed all through this. I mean, they've could have had Baker at any point. 
you know, mm. and maybe they've come to the realization, like, I, I've said this on my pod, I've said this on the show, I don't know if I could go on vacation if Drew Locke was my quarterback, you know, I don't know if I could go on summer, like, I would have, really have serious doubts, so, you know, John Schneider, look, the one of the things that they've done really well in Seattle, besides that wonderful draft they had when Pete got up there, I think, in his second season, is the one year they stacked quarterbacks on top, you know, they traded for Charlie Whitehurst, they gave up a two and a three, they signed Matt Flynn as a, as a free agent, a UFA paid money for him. It wasn't cheap. And then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. Nobody thought that would happen, me included. And so, you know, maybe they're decided that, you know, maybe we do need some competition. They got the cap room to handle it. Whether they have the cash room to handle it is another story. Well, I have good news for you then. You can go on that holiday because it does appear Geno Smith is above Drew Locke now on the death chart. So you'll feel yeah. comfortable. You feel that good about Geno. That wouldn't make me Gino. feel any better either, right, Patrick? I mean, like, <laughs> no, you know, to me it, it makes all the sense in the world that Seattle would be interested, but it makes no sense in the fact that why now? Well, you said, well, we wanted to see Drew Locke in action. Well, I'm told reliably that John Snyder likes liked Drew Locke coming out in the draft. And if he liked him, he thinks that he needs to get better coaching and maybe Shane Waldron can handle that for him. You know, I don't know. But to me, I would have, if looking at their quarterback depth compared to even Carolina, I mean, look, I would rather have, I, I know Sam Darnold has turned the ball over and I'm complaining about him more than anybody, but I'd rather have Darnold than the three guys they have. I mean, Baker upgrades their team immediately if they made the move, and they have the cap room to do it, but they've been reluctant. Is there a complete buy-in from Darnold, even with, even with all yeah. of the speculation kind of looming over the organization? I think Darnold has, has responded to McAdoo. I think Darnold has responded to the competition with Matt Corral. Remember, Matt Corral was supposed to be a, a, a top 15, top 20 pick, and they got him in the third round. Right. I think competition is good for good pl- for players. you know. And, and I think that ultimately he's got to prove that he can take the game from the practice field and bring it to the, to, the, to the playing field, to the game field, and not make those two or three really bad plays. I mean, he makes some horrible plays. I, I brought this story today just because I think it's an indicative of how combustible the situation is down in Miami. And I'm sure you saw it. Remember I told you on uh, Tyreek Hill's podcast, it ne- it's called It Needed to be Said, where he essentially compared Tua to Patrick Mahomes, which is, you know, he said Mahomes has a stronger arm, but Tua's more accurate. And he went on to laud Patrick Mahomes, but he said he's been getting crazy death death threats, I should say, death threats since making those comments, and the death threats are absolutely absurd and insane, so we'll leave that over there, but what it does point out is two is polarizing. This is a combustible situation. This is going to be a year-long grind uh, up and down for this Miami team. No doubt. I mean, look, they've got a lot invested in Tua, and there are certain people that, that see Tua differently than some others, as me included. I mean, I don't see him as an elite player. I see him as a 59, a, a backup marginal starter that if he has to play over a course of a season, his arm strength, his lack of athleticism, his speed, all those things will start to show up. Will he have a good game? Yeah, I think certainly he does. But when he plays in bad weather, that's another factor. You know, we went up to, you know, you go back and watch the Tennessee game. When it started raining, that it all fell apart for for two in that game. So you know, and I thought they did a really good job of your of, of running an offense that allowed him to have yards after the catch. Now they've got a much better offensive skill set this year. Gasecki, you know, to go along with Tyree Kill and Waddle and those guys. So they have the talent. You know, and they've got better running backs on the team this year than they did last year. So there's really can't be any excuse. 
I mean, they hired a guy that bought into him. And one of the reasons they hired Mike Daniels, McDaniel is, is because he was, he was willing to buy in. They wanted buy-in on the player. Do you believe the reports that Miami was essentially willing to give Sean Payton whatever he wanted? I wouldn't doubt that. No, I mean, I would believe those reports. Okay. I mean, because, look, Stephen Ross is, a, is an older man. He, he wants to win immediately. I mean, I, I, I said this last summer when they moved into the new, new facility that they have down there. Ross went, I want to go to the Super Bowl, and I expect to go rather quickly. I mean, when you have that mindset, you know, you're willing to do whatever it takes, and he's got enough money to do whatever it takes, so it would not surprise me at all. Look, Sean Payton's going to be the rumor of the week every week. Once a team loses, you know, that team is hiring Sean Payton. It's going to be in Carolina. It's going to be everywhere, you know, and Sean's sitting in Dallas, and he's just looking through the landscape of the league, and, you know, one thing if, about Sean, I think he's going to want to go to a team where he can run the whole team. That's not the case in Miami, though. I mean, you, Chris, Chris Greer's going to run the team. You know, you pointed out well, VEASAN.com in the article about the Commanders, how they've really lost touch with their fan base, and the numbers point to literally a declining fan base for the Washington Commanders. Outside of them, would you put Miami up as far as fan bases and fervor not necessarily being there, even when, you know, the Dan Marino era is one thing, but do they really have a fervent fan base down there? Oh, I think they do. I mean, whenever I tweet something negative about Miami, I mean, they come from the woodwork. I mean, they're all over. They do. They really do. They have a, you know, they're not to the level of the Steelers, but they're pretty strong. I mean, they're really strong. They have, you could tell. I mean, you can tell. And if you say something bad about them, my Lord, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Look, if you're just objective and watching to it, you, you've got to be able to. Look, they signed Teddy Bridgewater to be the backup. What does that tell you? Big-time insurance. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they say all the things, but when it's going to happen, can it really do? Look, you got Waddle Hill, Cedric Wilson. They've got some good players. You know, I think the challenge is, you know, is are they going to be good enough on defense? You know, with losing Flores is going to hurt them a little bit. I don't care what anybody tells me. Flores was a tough-minded coach, and he made that team really tough. Yeah, I mean, look, Bridgewater is a, a really good backup. I will say this, and we should tackle this on the show tomorrow because I had it in my notes. The best backup in football right now, Jimmy Garoppolo. So yeah, tomorrow and he we can't get to a work, and he can't get a work, and he can't get a job, and they don't want to cut him. You know, somebody said to trade Garoppolo for Mayfield. They they need Garoppolo's money to pay Bosa and to pay uh, to pay uh, the, the the receiver to Samuel. Debo, they yeah. can't. They can't. Yeah, they can't do anything with that. I think it was George Kittle, also something that we meant to talk about today, said he feels like there's going to be a Debo deal done in the next three weeks because that's I, how the 49ers I, I, operate. I, I think Debo, Russell Wilson, I think we'll start to see some summer deals here going into July. Well, speaking of summer, it is a Friday. Get your surfboard, man. Go out and hit the waves. I'm ready to go, Patrick. No wetsuit either today. <laughs> no wetsuit neither. I'll see you tomorrow. From Thanks, Mark Patrick. Lombardi Line on a Saturday. Odds on coming up next here. V-CIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.